It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me, or you, or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Science has an air of authority. So people who want to push back on authority, push back on science. Science is about constant skepticism, constant questioning, and you didn't see any of that. Uh, a narrative. In a 20-month period, they obliterated all the Bill of Rights, the United States Constitution, with no objection in the American press. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. If the FDA says it's okay to take the vaccine, are you gonna take it? I'm gonna look at the data upon which the FDA makes that decision. They pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their product. The CDC continues to recommend that people who have been previously infected get their COVID-19 vaccine. CDC study suggests getting the vaccine will offer you much stronger immunity to COVID than natural immunity. She's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. I've already had COVID, I'm protected, and now the study says maybe even more protected than the vaccine alone. Should they also get the vaccine? I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. People who have already had the virus be recommended to get the vaccine as well. The answer is yes. Over 11,000 pages were released. The first bombshell in the document is that natural immunity works and Pfizer knows it. And there were no hospitalizations or deaths in the individuals who were vaccinated. But you now have three highly efficacious vaccines. There's no doubt about that. And there've been no hospitalizations or deaths in multiple countries. Another revelation from the documents was that adverse reactions were more frequent and more severe. It interestingly states some facts that have been labeled by the mainstream media as being misinformation. The consent form lists several possible side effects, including myocarditis. A new study describes how 23 service members later developed chest pain and sought medical attention. 82,000 per year to 863,000 neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a thousand percent increase in one year. And it looks like in the first three months there was 42,000 adverse events reported and 1,223 deaths. A total of 10,262 COVID-19 vaccine breakthrough infections had been reported from 46 U.S. states. If you get vaccinated, you are protected. 
where every one person of the vaccine saves from COVID, it kills four people from fatal cardiac arrest. All right, Sandy Rios with you. That's a brand new movie. It's called The Real Anthony Fauci. It's based on a book by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, who wrote this book, I think maybe maybe it's been a year now. I have the book in my hand. I ordered it and started it. I haven't finished it, but I have watched this movie, which is based on the book. That was the voice, by the way, of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He has a very distinctive uh, speech pattern, and you will hear him if you watch the movie. And we're going to talk today about the contents of this movie, the implications for all of us. You heard some of the stats in that opening piece. According to estimates of people that actually believe uh, this is a dangerous virus. The VARS report reports injuries and deaths. The VARS report is voluntary, and many people uh, say, well, they, everyone agrees that deaths and injuries are underreported. And the estimate is that we probably have lost 350,000 to 3.5 million people to this vaccine, this shot. We can't call it a vaccine. All right, uh, a documentary doesn't happen unless somebody makes the documentary, and so we have the documentary filmmaker this morning. His name is Jeff Hayes. Let me just give you his introduction. Jeff is an award-winning filmmaker and television producer. He has been since the early 90s. He actually produced Fahrenheit 9-11. Now, listen carefully, because actually I didn't. When I first read this, I thought he was the producer of Fahrenheit 9-11, and that's very different. That's Michael Moore's. This was a refutation, Fahrenheit 9-11. He also followed with a uh, documentary called On Native Soil, narrated by Kevin Costner and Hillary Swank, based on the perspective of surviving family members of 9-11 victims and their efforts to create that 9-11 commission. That has to be interesting. He's create, the creator of Revealed Films with Dr. Patrick Gentempo. They've been doing a whole series of uh, things that are just reveal, things like, um, like money revealed, Christ revealed, supplements revealed, uh, vaccines revealed. So you get the drift. Uh, Jeff really is a person who wants to find the truth, and that's certainly where he and I are kindred spirits. He has um, formed Jeff Hayes Films out of uh, Utah, and that's where he lives with his wife and 11 children. All right, Jeff, I think that explains. I saw your intro to the film, and I thought, I, who is this guy? And now I know more about you. Thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you so much for having me, Sandy. You say in the opening that uh, this is the most important <clears throat> film you've ever made. Why do you say that? Well, this decisions are being made every day by uninformed, and it's not even accurate, by misinformed people. And, I, you know, I think we have a country full of good people doing what they think is right. They've been misled. They've been misled from the top. And any dissenting voice has been aggressively shut down. And, it, you know, it's time for us. You know, Bobby's book was a publishing phenomenon. It came out in 2021. It was the most suppressed book of my lifetime. And yet still, it sold a million copies, 17 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list this year. And still, there has not been one major media review of the book. They complete silence that, you know, Bobby was liberal royalty. He could, he wrote a, a op-ed for the New York times at least twice a year. There was nobody he couldn't pick up and reach by phone. He is completely ostracized, um, marginalized, vilified, uh, lied about 
just because he's taken this stance. I knew it had to be a documentary. Yep. In fact, that's uh, you know, Jeff. I don't know where you are politically. I'm. I and you don't. Ha- I don't care really. I'm. I'm a. I am a very conservative Christian. Okay. So, but I talk about everything all over the map. But people know that about me. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is from the Kennedy family, and of course, historically, they've not been my heroes. Except that's not totally true because I, when I was a kid, I used to listen to his uncle's speeches when he was president, and I loved them, and I loved the press conferences even then. So there were wonderful things about John F. Kennedy, and actually many people look back and think that now he would be a conservative based on the policies that are being implemented now. But my question for you is, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who produced the book, and uh, helped, uh, and which is the namesake of your documentary, is on a different team politically. And I'm going to ask you, why do you think that this subject, make the case, to my audience, why this has nothing to do with politics. Yeah, the, the, these are people's lives. What we're talking about is cor- the most corrupt, captured politicians ever in collusion with the greediest businesses, criminal businesses on this earth. When you, you look at, at, at our big pharma, it's, it's just astounding to me. Democrats always wanted a big government to protect us from big business. And somehow they have become the lapdogs of big pharma, uh, where Pfizer has pled guilty repeatedly, paid hundreds of millions of fines, not just to civil penalties, but to criminal acts and criminal penalties. And yet, for some reason, they wouldn't lie to us about this vaccine that they've made billions of dollars on. Let me just say, I did not uh, give the subtitle of the movie, and, or the book either. I, I need to do that. It's the real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health. And I think that pretty much is the premise of this movie. Uh, so let's just jump in. And I want to start, let's start, this is more than about COVID. Let me just tell everyone listening, we're going to talk about other things besides COVID because we're going to go back in Dr. Anthony Fauci's history. And I knew something about it, but nothing compared to what I learned uh, after I've watched this movie. Uh, let me just, let's say, let, let's go to, let's just go to the recent history here. Uh, the beginnings of COVID kind of were indicated in a conference in the fall of 2020. Now, I was in D- uh, fall of 2019. I was in D.C. in January 2020, just so you know, Jeff, and I was at the uh, uh, ACU. Uh, I can't even think of the name. I'm just blanking. I go every year. Uh, Matt, Match Labs organization. It's a very big conference for conservative leaders. And I remember the news blamed uh, us, this conference, for being spreaders. This was when we very first heard about it. And my husband and I were looking at it like we were at this event. Okay, so before we ever heard anything about COVID, there was a conference in fall of the fall of 2019. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, this was uh, event 201. And and to me, this was stunning. Uh, A lot of these events, these table games they do are at the end of Bobby's book. And if I hadn't read the entire book before I got to these, I would not have believed that, that it was true. Event 201, you have public health officials, you have people from Gates's funded WHO, uh, you have people from the press, the New York Times, uh, all these public policy experts. And interestingly enough, and Bobby points out, it's hosted by a CIA agent. Why in the world do we have an intelligence agency that, you know, at a public health conference, but in any event, they tabletop gamed, they war game played out 
their response, I mean, with fake news reports, they had what they would do to anti-vaccine, how they would control the narrative. And it was all about an escaping coronavirus that was spreading, a respiratory coronavirus that was spreading around the country. And you see this. We have the footage of them having this meeting, discussing their response, showing how they would manipulate the news. And then six weeks later is the first time we hear of coronavirus from Wuhan. And they proceeded to follow this playbook all the way through. I don't know if you've been able to see part two yet, but these tabletop games go all the way back to 2001, where they have been planning exactly, and you see it with your own eyes, what they would do. You know, one thing that struck me, I know this is all news. Well, I do know about Event 201. I did know about that, but it was interesting to see excerpts that you pulled, like uh, where they did mock news reports. Where they, they, this is before COVID ever started about reporting about how people were dying and uh, people were panicking. And then the CIA uh, operative, uh, I can't think of her name, but she was appointed to be director, was, as you said, at the event. And she talks about their disinformation and how to, how to manage disinformation. It was shocking. And probably, Jeff, I'm guessing that you're indicating this was not an accident. Not, they were not accidentally lucky, or nor are they great profits. You know, we show what people, you know, all the way through this, people have asked me, why is Bill Gates doing this? Why is Fauci doing this? And Bobby has been scrupulous about not venturing into mind reading. We just show what exactly happened, and the viewer can make up their own mind. To me, the facts are incredibly damning. Oh, I think so, too. And when you watch it, you just know. I heard Dr. Malone uh, speak on this well, recently at a big conference with all of the doctors who are trying to speak out. It was an incredible conference. But one of the things he said that I, I did not know, I'd heard hints of it, but hadn't had it explained, was the CIA's, invo- CIA's involvement in developing vaccines and that they are actually at the much of the heart of this. But certainly, as Bob, uh, well, I want to say Bobby Kennedy, but I shouldn't say that. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says, Uh, that Dr. Fauci is really and truly at the center of it all. And when we return, Jeff, let's go back in time and let's trace Dr. Fauci's career and certainly his involvement with finding a cure. My fingers are up making parentheses for AIDS. It's It's a scary story, important and so relevant to the COVID outbreak. Let's talk. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. In this new world, on this new day, we rejoice that Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Preborn has been preparing for this moment for the past 16 years by positioning their clinics in the top six abortion states where 50% of abortions occur. Sadly, five of these six states will continue to abort babies at an even greater level. And since the abortion pill accounts for over 50% of abortions, babies are even more at risk. Preborn pregnancy clinics are completely dependent on you as they offer life-saving ultrasounds and the life-saving gospel to moms and babies in crisis. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. To learn how you can be a part of rescuing babies' lives and sharing the heart of Jesus, go to preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down each day from the daily noise of life 
and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Elizabeth Allen, Undersecretary for Public Diplomacy and Public Affairs. She combines public affairs and traditional diplomacy to advance U.S. interests. Ephesians 4.29 reminds us of the value of kind words. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Elizabeth Allen as she pursues diplomacy for our country. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. This is an important election year in your state and all across the country. And we're joining together to pray the vote. Details at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. Parents in Lawrence Township, New Jersey, have declared war on their local school board. The board's lawyer recently announced parents do not have a right to decide the curriculum schools teach to their children. Same thing happened in a Tennessee school district in Germantown, the school board there telling moms and dads they don't have an inherent right to speak at their meetings. Well, on behalf of the taxpayers of America, maybe I can offer some guidance on this issue. When it comes to your children, teachers do not have the right to turn their classrooms into propaganda centers. They don't have a right to fill their minds with radical ideology about race and gender. Teachers do not have an inherent right to dictate what your kids are learning in the classroom. But the powerful teachers' union, along with their allies on Capitol Hill, truly believe that pronoun-confused, purple-haired school marms know better than mommy and daddy. My recommendation? Homeschool your kids, America. I'm Todd Stearns. Hi, this is Sandy Rios wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Well, I know it's too soon, but it is not too soon to start making a Merry Christmas for children all across the globe through Operation Christmas Child. Each year, we help Samaritans first with this, and each year, children around the world hear about Jesus in these boxes, and this is how you do it. You go buy a shoebox or get a shoebox out of your closet, and you buy little cute toys like a ball or a doll Uh, to put on top of the box, and then you put clothing underneath it. Uh, That's all it takes. And you fasten that box up, and you take it to a drop-off location. There are 4,500 of them, and if you want to know where those are, you can go to SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC to learn more and to find a drop-off location near you. This is a great way to celebrate Christmas on this end and celebrate Christmas on that end, too. Maybe a first Christmas for the children that receive these boxes. Just go to SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC to learn more and to find a drop-off location near you. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. If I want the population to ultimately accept my digital reality, I have to make sure the cognitive dissonance is so complete that you stop trusting your own brain. And guess what they've done? Exactly that.
the reason that only one drug has been made available, AZT, because it's the only drug that thus far has been shown in scientifically controlled trials to be safe and effective. as the people who we think of as casualties of HIV were not actually dying from HIV, but they were dying from a medicine that was supposedly treating HIV but was actually killing them. You can't take what's normally a decade-long process for developing a product and ensuring its safety and efficacy and compressing it into six to nine months and not cut some corners. That's just absurd. We did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The preponderance of evidence now points towards this coming from the lab, and what you've done is change the definition right. on your website to try to cover your ass, basically. Your own agency has rebuked them. We also now know that NIAID, the department associated with the National Institutes of Health, of which Dr. Anthony Fauci is in control, had already been conducting experiments with the Wuhan lab in the past in regard to coronavirus. Remdesivir, better early on because it's an antiviral. This is the truth and it's based on data. That's what we live by, data, evidence, truth. is about questioning authority. Anybody who says, you know, I am the science is lying. When Joe Schmo says, I should retire, I should go to jail, I look at that and I go, forget that. And if you're attacking me, you're really attacking science. I mean, everybody knows that. You have said that I am unwilling to take any responsibility for the current pandemic. I have no responsibility for the current pandemic. Thank History you. will figure that out on its own. Sandy Rios, back with you. You can hear that this is as serious as death because it is causing death, and there's one man at the center of it. And we're going to make the case even more deeply, right, in this segment. But let me tell you, that's an excerpt from the new movie, The Real Anthony Fauci, based on Robert F. Kennedy's book, Junior's book by that same name, subtitled Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and public health. The filmmaker is Jeff Hazes with us this morning. And Jeff, before we launch into the next bit of information, uh, how could people, I know this, uh, that the website is therealanthonyfaucimovie.com, therealanthonyfaucimovie.com. And uh, Jeff, is it still, I know for several days you were offering it for free. Is that still in effect? I don't know the timeline here. It is still for free. I think that's scheduled to expire at midnight tonight. We're going to meet today and see if we can extend that through the weekend. Um, so many people have tried to see this film and been blocked. Uh, our site was taken down on huh. Sunday. We've been attacked relentlessly. And so we're going to see if we can extend that. But we've made the movie, the film, free to watch. Uh, like you said, the real Anthony Fauci, movie.com. Uh, it's the only way to get this film out there. 
Okay. All right. So I hope all of you are writing this down, and we'll put this on our Getter page, too, so that you can refer to it. But it's the real Anthony Fauci movie. Dot com. All right, so, uh, uh, Jeff, I remember, and to my listeners, I remember so well uh, the AIDS crisis in the 80s, and uh, many people are too young to remember that. So let me just say from my own uh, memory and experience that it was frightening beyond measure. Uh, people were dying in droves, uh, and then they narrowed it down to the gay community, and then there was great fear about uh, spreading it, you know, uh, just that they almost became lepers. Uh, and, un- and many of us felt that was b- because we were watching people die and we were told that it was we, the, the inference. Uh, the, the folklore was that you could die just by being around them. It, w- it created such fear. You have no idea. This went on for such a long time. And uh, the medical community, the research community was trying to find some kind of a cure for this. Uh, but it was a huge, huge it made all. The, it was a very big deal, like COVID is now, but maybe on not lar- as large a scale. Uh, but here's the thing: according to uh, Dr. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s book, uh, Fauci uh, came into power at the NIHAID. NIHAID, I think. It, no, that's not right. NIH. I wrote that down wrong. Um, in 1984, and uh, according to experts in your film, Jeff, uh, everything changed. Everything changed. Then, can you kind of? Describe in general what kind of changes happened. Yeah, yeah, it was stunning. So he took over. It's the NIAID. Uh, it's the Infectious Disease and Allergy Department of the NIH, and it was a rinky-dink department. And he's just a bureaucrat. And you have this small infectious infectious diseases were waning. Uh, it was not a powerful department, but then he wrestled control uh, and jockeyed to to get. AIDS assigned exclusively to his department, and he took the AIDS crisis and built a massive budget. This man has given away over a trillion, well, I'm sorry, almost a trillion dollars in his career, $930 billion that he's overseen the distribution of. So you can imagine the loyalty that he has bought during the AIDS crisis, if you remember the movie The Dallas Buyers Club with Matthew McConaughey, it was about AIDS patients who were saving their own lives by smuggling in drugs, off-label use, inexpensive drugs they were bringing from Mexico because they weren't allowed to buy them in the United States that were keeping them alive. Fauci wanted nothing to do with these cheap, effective, off-label drugs and instead, he insisted that the only treatment was AZT, which was at that time the most expensive drug ever created, and it was the most deadly chemotherapy that had ever been introduced to mankind. And he made that the only treatment while you know, ignoring any, anything else. Meanwhile, the scientists that disagreed with him, and we're talking about the most respected scientists worldwide, if they disagreed with them, they lost their funding. They lost any funding from NIH. They lost their ability to publish. Their careers were absolutely ruined. And then you see him do this exact same thing again in COVID when we had doctors on the front line saving people with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And he refused to look at those, said there's no studies on them, although he's the guy that was you know, funding the studies. And instead, he only wanted to back Remdesivir, 
which was an Ebola drug that was too deadly for Ebola patients. And they repurposed it for COVID. It was so deadly that nurses started calling it remdesivir instead of remdesivir. My own husband got that, Doctor I, 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 Jeff. I, I well, don't want to go into that, but um, I had to do a mighty intervention to get ivermectin for him. And um, so, but my story is so mild compared to many. But I had personal experience with this. But the point is, this is a pattern. Uh, he said, in fact, I should say, because people won't know this, Dr. Fauci became an absolute hero over the AIDS treatments because the news told us a different story than what the truth actually was. He was a hero beyond measure and be, it became a multimillionaire himself, and you, everybody knows that he makes the highest salary of anyone in government, uh, but... The truth is very different. And uh, let me just clarify one thing you said. He's given away about a trillion dollars. You don't mean to help the poor. You mean like contracts to people that agree with him, scientists, and the rest of them don't get money. It dries up. He controls that kind of money, and therein lies the danger. But I'd like to talk, Jeff, uh, about the details of what he did in his research with AIDS. I knew some of this. I didn't know all of it. I'll just, just talk about Africa. How did he, man, how did he pray yeah. on the African continent in his experiments with AIDS? I, I wasn't familiar with this until I read Bobby's book, and I was shocked. You know, Bobby has a deep love for Africa uh, that he got from his father. He's been many, many times and, and knows a lot of the leaders of African countries, and, and he had the background when— Tony Fauci has been promising an AIDS vaccine for 40 years. He spent $16 billion to create a vaccine that for 40 years we've been going to have this vaccine next year. And now nobody even holds him to task over it. But as they've spent this $16 billion, they have tested it all over Africa on hundreds, literally hundreds of thousands of people have died in our vaccine testing for this AIDS vaccine. And I'm talking children, pregnant women, mothers, you know, know, all of it based on, you know, the odd fact is in Africa today, 50% of the people that have AIDS do not have the HIV virus. And this was a battle that raged early on in the science. Did HIV cause AIDS or was it a cofactor? And many of the more respected scientists believed it was just a cofactor. There had to be other things. Fauci shut those guys down, said it, you know, refused to entertain that thought. You know, we show a conference that he was at where he eliminated that argument. Those guys lost their funding. They lost their ability to speak. And we were off to the races on an HIV vaccine. And still to this day, no one's willing to answer the question is like, okay, if if HIV causes AIDS by itself, how do 50 percent of the cases in Africa currently today not have HIV present? Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong. This is this is what I am hearing and saw in the film, I think, is that Dr. Fauci wanted to say HIV was the cause of all AIDS because that is an infection. And that meant he could get funding for infectious diseases study when his department was drying up. So he did get funding because he called it an infectious disease, when in fact what you're saying is no, less than people that, no, HIV is not connected to AIDS necessarily. We don't know really what the association is, but people that disagreed with that were destroyed. The second thing is 
we read during the 80s of all these African villages and countries being devastated through day, uh, death uh, by HIV AIDS when, is it fair to say that they were given, the kids and the adults, this AZT drug, which was deadly. You talked about it being a treatment for cancer. Can we say that that was the cause of much of the death, if not all of it? We have to ask the question. It's, you know, it, it literally, it, you know, as Tony Fauci would say, the science isn't in on that. The science isn't in on that because he would not do the science. He would not allow people to look at that question. Uh, to me, the answer seems obvious. The viewer can make up their mind. If Another thing about Africa that's fascinating, if you remember when the vaccine for COVID was being developed, there was all this talk on the on news of what about Africa? we got to make sure we have cheap vaccines, and how are we going to get them to Africa? They've got to stay cold. You know, we got to solve these shipping problems. We've got Africa is going to be wiped out if we don't get them our vaccines. Meanwhile, they didn't accomplish that. Many of the countries in, in Africa have less than 1% vaccination rate, and those are the countries that have had the best outcomes. You can compare them side by side. The countries that had no vaccinations had 10 times less deaths from COVID than the countries that vaccinated. And let me interject something else I learned from your movie. I have a, Well, this I didn't. I have a great friend who was... Uh, 15 years in Zimbabwe, a lot of history, your parents, grandparents, missions in, in Zimbabwe. And hydro- hydroxychloroquine was the, the sat, called the Saturday pill, at least there. Uh, and uh, th- because uh, missionaries uh, and medical missionaries a long time ago had started Africans on that to, to fight malaria. And suddenly, during COVID, uh, as I understand from your movie, hydroxychloroquine became disappeared on the shelves in Africa. Uh, I just want to make that point. I also quickly, I want us to talk, Jeff, about, I did know about the children in foster care with the drugs. I'm just going to say it for you. I just, children in foster care in New York City were used as guinea pigs, and they were given this horrible AZT. And if they wouldn't take the drug, they were given, they were fed, into, they were, had a tube put in them through surgery. They were forced to take it. It's a horrible story. And this was all under the guidance of Anthony Fauci. We have much more to say. I hope you'll stay tuned. The book, uh, the book, uh, the movie is The Real Anthony Fauci. You can watch it for free at therealanthonyfaucimovie.com. It's Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health. Jeff Hayes is the filmmaker. He'll join us in just a second. We're going to talk about Bill Gates and his connection to this. Um, and oh, so much more. So stay tuned. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. God can use persecution to strengthen the church and individuals within it. Persecution is granted to us. Don't miss this. What an honor to be chosen to follow in the footsteps of Christ, to die like the thief beside him, so that men enslaved to sin can see the gospel written in our flesh and believe. Gain more perspective on persecution with Jordan Shambly's article, The Victorious Persecuted Church, in the Fall 21 issue of Engage Magazine, or visit EngageMagazine.net. Hello, my name is Todd Friel. I am the host of Wretched Radio, heard right here on American Family Radio from 10 p.m. till midnight Central Standard Time. Not to brag, 
But Wretched Radio from 10 p.m. till midnight is the single best Christian radio program on American Family Radio at that time period. That's right. We hope that you'll join us Saturday night. See for yourself from 10 p.m. till midnight for Wretched Radio on American Family Radio. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal faithfully are his delight. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Thanks to a Freedom of Information Act request by the Heritage Foundation, we now know that Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas knew the pictures taken of Border Patrol agents on horseback were not photographs of them whipping Haitian illegal immigrants. But he ran with the lying narrative anyway. Assistant DHS Secretary Espinosa emailed Mayorkas informing him that the actual photographer never saw any illegal aliens being whipped. Any conclusion to the contrary was completely false. Yet Mayorkas and Mr. Robinette stoked the flames of ethnic discord anyway. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Hello, this is Edward Graham, and I've got a great idea for you this Christmas. Through Operation Christmas Child, you can share hope with a child in need. Fill a shoebox with toys, school supplies, and hygiene items. Add your picture and an encouraging note. We'll deliver your shoebox gift to a child alongside the greatest gift of all, the good news of Jesus Christ. This year, Operation Christmas Child will hand out its 200 millionth shoebox gift. So join us this Christmas. Thank you very much. My name is Isabella, and I received my Operation Christmas Child shoebox shortly after the fall of the communist regime in Romania. During this difficult time in my life, this shoebox was a splash of color in my black and white world. You can make a difference in the life of a child by packing a shoebox through Operation Christmas Child. To learn more or to pack a shoebox gift online, visit SamaritanSpurs.org OCC. That's SamaritanSpurs.org OCC. This is Frank Affney with the Secure Freedom Minute. In the run-up to the 2020 elections, leading Democrats like Senators Amy Klobuchar, Mark Warner, and Ron Wyden warned in a documentary film called Kill Chain that U.S. electoral machines were designed to connect to the Internet and subject to manipulation. They were concerned Donald Trump would take advantage of such vulnerabilities to steal a victory over his opponent. Then, after Joe Biden curiously got more votes than even Barack Obama, Democratic partisans suddenly insisted there was no basis for challenging the outcome, and those who disagreed are dangerous election deniers. Call it the pivot. Now, with the looming prospect of massive midterm defeats, Democrats are pivoting again, warning of impending election irregularities and setting the stage for contesting the results. Republicans have mobilized to monitor the polls and hopefully ensure election integrity. How about making that a genuinely bipartisan undertaking? This is Frank Efty. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Because he was considering a commission to look into uh, ill effects of vaccines and, and somebody, his name is Robert Kennedy Jr., was advising him that vaccines were causing bad things. And I said, no, that's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. The president, soon after this announcement occurred, 
took a million dollar contribution for his inaugural party of Pfizer and then chose two of Pfizer's handpicked candidates, Alex Azar and Scott Gottlieb, run the public health agencies and those gentlemen killed the Vaccine Safety Commission. There's no doubt in anyone's mind there will be a surprise outbreak. It was laying the groundwork for what they needed to do with the fear-based messages to put everybody on high alert, to actually have everybody start talking about this pandemic. Here you have the government regulatory agency collaborating with a pharmaceutical company to keep secret the results of clinical trials on a drug that is now mandated to virtually everybody in America, for which the company has no liability. So no matter, no matter how grievously you're injured, no matter how reckless or negligent their conduct, you can't sue them. My wife, Jill, heard about this website that listed adverse events by batch. So uh, she looked up the How Bad Is My Batch website and dialed in the batch numbers that I had received. And it turned out that my second dose was a batch that was known to have a very high number of adverse events and deaths based on the VAERS system. I speak about this being the largest experiment ever done on human beings. At a very fundamental level, we have no understanding of what we've done, and yet we have taken this synthetic molecule that's not really RNA and administered it to global populations. That was the voice of Dr. Robert Malone. I'm sure you're familiar. He was our guest just last week and will be again. And so now I learn in that. I didn't know that. I would have, I guess I should have known he took the, the vaccine and he had a, a bad batch. So... Uh, yeah, so what does that mean? And I, I, I can't go into all of that now, just I would say this. Uh, for me, I want to emphasize there is no arrogance or superiority from me about not having been vaccinated. I think it's uh, we were all taught told the same kinds of things. We all different reactions, and many people took it because they thought they were doing the honorable thing. But for those of us that personally didn't take it, we have children who did and families who did. And so this information is no less devastating for us. So I hope that, that that doesn't, I just hope that diffuses any kind of suspicion of my motive in talking about this. Uh, the movie is called The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill, uh, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health based on the book, the best-selling book by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And remember that when he wrote that book, the New York Times and others who, uh, you know, he's a Kennedy. They love the Kennedys refused to review it. It just went silent. Now the movie link, uh, Jeff Hayes, the filmmaker who's with us this morning, tells me that they had to take, took it down over the weekend, so they're trying to get it back up. It is up because I watched it. I've watched it in the last couple of days. And you can go to therealanthonyfaucimovie.com uh, to watch it, therealanthonyfaucimovie.com. Jeff, there are so many things left to talk about. So, Calvin, if I just ask you some if. <laughs> Some, some questions, and if you can give me your best, uh, shorter answer, we'll get through more information for, for a second. Bill Gates is uh, also a very big player in this. Can you describe his part and how that happened? Yeah. <clears throat> when Fauci and Gates be- met and became friends, it was a partnership made in heaven. 
Bill Gates, if you remember, was the most reviled businessman on earth for a, a time. And, you know, he was being fined by the Justice Department on a daily basis. And then all of a sudden he reemerges as this great philanthropist. And it turns out this uh, philanthropic investing was right out of the Rockefeller playbook where he in, invested in WHO. He got countries all over the world to have to accept our vaccine policy. Meanwhile, in his his for-profit life, he's investing in the very vaccine companies that are now being mandated around the world. And and yet it's been a spectacular investment for him. And Tony Fauci you know, turned out to be the perfect partner for them as they exported the Fauci protocol all over the world during the COVID virus. Let me just say, um, so uh, Bill Gates and others have discovered a way to make a lot of money and get no criticism, get glory. They're philanthropists, quote, unquote, but they're making millions and millions, if not billions of dollars on their philanthropy. It is a fraud. It's a way for them to save tax money and to defraud the public and to do whatever it is they want to do. And he's not the only one doing it. World Economic Forum is involved in this, the World Health Organization, as Jeff just said. And doctors like Francis Collins, I'm assuming Francis is part of this, and uh, 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 Dr. Fauci have patents on these medications or these uh, whatever drugs, uh, correct? Yes. So they, there, there was a law passed that allowed NIH scientists, and we now know it's thousands of them, that $350 million has been divided up amongst government employees, scientists, for patents that they create that then are, are partnered with with private industry, and they get paid. We, under the Freedom of Information Act, you know, up, applied to get all that. We can see the names of the scientists. We can't see the amount that they were given, and we can't see – we can see the aggregate total, and we can't see for what drug or vaccine they're being paid on. All of this information is going to come out. These midterms are important. If Rand Paul gets subpoena power after these midterm elections, we're going to have a mountain of data that's going to be shocking uh, to the public. One shocking data point that I can't quantify, but I have read this, that the, um, the, the CDC and perhaps the NIH are, receive huge amounts of their funding from drug companies. It's the, it's the business that they are in. Billions of dollars a year, a year. They purchase billions of dollars a year of vaccines and distribute them. This is what Bobby calls regulatory capture, where the very agency that's supposed to be overseeing these pharmaceutical companies is now, in effect, owned in a subsidiary of Big Pharma. You know, Jeff, well, one other issue. This is I have a lot of black listeners and a lot of black friends, and I don't like to distinguish with race, but I have to right now because of this story. So it's notable that the, the black Americans have seemed more, I, to me, well, if it's possible, I've seen some white leftists who are just as paranoid, but they're paranoid about the virus and they wear masks more sometimes than other populations, and there's a reason for that. And you tell the story about Hank Aaron. Can you tell us that story? Yeah, it was, you know, Hank Aaron was used as the poster child for the vaccine and, you know, was vaccinated and then weeks later died. And and it was unrelated, uh, you know, according to them. All all these deaths that are following the vaccine, we're now seeing all-cause mortality rocket up, you know, and with no explanation. We're treating kids having heart attacks 
myocarditis showing up in kids, we're treating that as if that was normal. I mean, do you remember anybody, you know, having to run in with a defibrillator when you were in grade school? This is just, and now it's like, hey, heart attacks aren't just for adults. It also happens to kids. It's like, since when? It's just, it's just, it's nauseating. It's upsetting. It's, it's infuriating. It makes you so angry. I, because now they're going to, you know, force the vaccines on our children. That's what they're trying to do. And that shouldn't surprise us because when you look back at the things you cover in this documentary, we see Anthony Fauci doing what he did to those foster children who didn't have anyone to watch out for them and went through torture with these um, experimenting experiments on these AIDS drugs. It, it's just a horrible, horrible story. And if he will do that, then... And the other thing that just blows me away, Jeff, is how he looks at the camera and he has that all shucks, you know, that he said, I'm the calm voice. I think you said that in one of the clips. Just your comments about what you discovered as you covered in video is uh, from him from, the, like, the 80s. Yeah, th- this was... This is not the first time this happened... Uh, in the 20s, a guy took over the Bureau of Narcotics named Harry Anslinger. And it was a prohibition was ending and it, it, it had no money, little budget. And he started releasing to the press that cocaine, heroin, and marijuana was causing black men to crave white women. The New York Times carried this story. And he created the, the war on drugs back in the 20s. He ran that department for 50 years and exported our drug policy all over the world. This is a repeat where you have a bureaucrat who had way too much money concentrated with him, way too much power, and he silenced real science and and eliminated any dissenters. And this is runaway. You know, you can. It's, I try to not to use the word evil, but well, I'll it, use it. it what else could it be? When you treat innocent children like that, what else could it be? There's no other word for it. And so I'm happy to say that, Jeff. And I, I do want to just go back for just a second because Hank Aaron, of course, a famous baseball player, black, loved, beloved, uh, he, he, they ask him, they recruit him to take the shot publicly and they film it. And he says, see, it's safe, you know, you can do it. And, uh, and this is probably, that was the start of, I believe, propaganda to the black community. And as you said, he died 17 days later. Well, you know, but of course not from the, the COVID back, you know. And the coroner never saw his body, by the way. So just a heads up to my black listeners, just be careful what you listen to. And we have to unwind all the propaganda to everyone that's been uh, so prevalent in the press in schools, in businesses, everywhere. We have to unring it. And we have to unring it, Jeff, because uh, my understanding from uh, Dr. Malone is that vaccines, there are like 50 in the works right now. It's an industry. It's an industry. It's not going away. They're not stopping with this. In fact, what do you cover in part two of the real Anthony Fauci movie? What's the second part all about? So it, it's funny. I went back and watched it last night, and I don't usually pat myself on the back. At, at the end of watching part two last night, I was like, dang, I did a great job on this. I am excited for your <laughs> listeners to see this film, and I really need them to share it. If it wasn't for people like you, I would be playing in an echo chamber. This, you know, We, we can't buy ads, uh, Facebook, 
if you try to share it on Facebook, you'll notice you only get like two likes. They, you know, they're suppressing the film on Facebook. I can't buy ads. We need people to watch this film. And if they like it to please share it and help get this out. Bobby ends the film in part two by saying, for those of you that are still asleep, we will stand up for you until you wake up. And that's our job oh. is to stand up for the people that have been misled and lied to. Well, Count me in that camp. Count me in that camp. And I will just say, you know, truth has a power of its own. It just has a power of its own and uh, because God has a power of its own. And even though so many wicked people have these designs, including, and I'm saying this to Anthony Fauci, not uh, uh, Mr. Kennedy isn't saying this and neither are you, Jeff, but uh, they have their plans and uh, they're not good plans. They're wicked plans. But there is a God in heaven who has uh, other plans, uh, who countermand that. And so that's the only reason I can sleep at night because I don't think they can assume they're going to be successful. But uh, we need to wake up our, our people, our, our people that listen. And it's around the world. The, the world is really waking up to this too. Do you, have you noticed that, Jeff? It's not just the United States. Absolutely. This is, the, the other side has a reality problem. When they tell you if you get this vaccine, you're not going to get sick and you're not going to be able to transmit the, the virus, it'll stop with you. And then it turns out that's not true. And when they say it's safe and effective and then we find out it is neither, the evidence is just mounting up. It's going to be, you know, and this is the effort, the essence of propaganda when somebody gaslights you and say, ignore what you're seeing. That's not the truth. Where too many people are seeing it. It's now time to really give them the information to protect themselves. I love it. All right. Well, you're speaking my language, gaslighting. I did a whole show on gaslighting because the psychological stuff that's going on here is just unbelievable. It, it has smacks of the old Soviet-style propaganda and the China's uh, propaganda. They're experts at this, and they're employing that. Uh, to delude you and put you in great danger and your children. All right, the movie is called TheRealAnthonyFauciMovie.com. TheRealAnthonyFauciMovie.com. As, as Jeff said, you, if, you, if, you, if this has impacted you, share it with your friends and family. I've certainly done that, and I'm sure some of them will be mad at me for doing that. But look, if I saw a car coming and they were stepping out on the street, you better believe I pulled them back. And so this is what I review this as. We have to stop this madness, and it takes you and me to do that. Uh, Jeff Hayes, thank you for this film, and thank you for joining us this morning. Sandy Rios, in the morning on AFR Talk. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.